Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a razzle-dazzle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season seven. You have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the lovely, the stunning, the dog owner, Tracy. And as always, we do have our silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. You can see what her and Lottie, our little axolotl, have been up to on the Instagram. But for now, let's go ahead and dive headfirst into our first segment, which is Grains of Wisdom. During this segment, we like to share our favorite good witch quote, lesson moment, whether from the TV show or from the movies themselves. So, Mom, would you like to kick us off? Yes, I would. And I love my Cassieisms, as I call them, which are the quotes from Cassie. And I have one from actually the last season, okay. which is season seven, Yep, I believe, which is, well, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can go from here and change the ending. Ah, classic. Classic Cassie. Cassie, a very good point of people who live in that state of regret, who can never get beyond what I should have done and what could have happened if I would have done, instead of just saying, well, here's where I am, and here's where I can go. Kind of appropriate my... for this movie. That's what I picked uh, it for. You said last week you don't do that. Well, I had, okay, <laughs> so I have... X number left, which is the X is the number we have left of season seven. And this okay. one actually fit perfectly. I Absolutely. Thought. I thought. And we'll get into how that fits. Yes. But Sally, what is yours? Grains My grain of wisdom is actually also a Cassieism. Oh. When she says, I believe this was from season two, if I'm remembering correctly. She says, at one time or another, we all need help. And I love this because, first of all, I'm a social worker. It's kind of what we do. But even social workers need social workers. It's something that we covered in literally chapter one of our classes. So I just love this quote because it's true. We don't get to operate as islands. In fact, we really should not be operating as islands um, as much as we may want to. Even in season time. seven with our islands. Yes, so yes. We're not actually no dissing of our theme yes, for yes, the absolutely. season seven. But you know. Reality says. Yes, so I am I Rock personally, Island Island yeah. is not true. Yes. Thank you, Simon and Garfunkel, but it isn't. Go mm -hmm. ahead. So I just felt like that was very apt. Yeah. Especially because we always have each other's back, Mom and I. So, you know, same thing. Exactly. <laughs> same, same. So that leads us into our second segment for Coastline Elements. Which is where we get into the whole meat of the Hallmark movie we watched. Yes. And all the elements of couples chemistry and hair, makeup, fashion, setting, smooch meter. And of course, our three key elements mm -hmm. from a water or turbulence, a sun or billions, an island or a grounding. 
type of focus yeah. from these from these this this particular movie, which then Sally, you get to give us that synopsis. I'll give the big reveal. Big synopsis. So this week, we actually decided to step away from Summer Night just for a moment because there was a movie that caught our eye, and you know, part you know of why. the joy of this podcast is that. We're not tied down to anything. No. We can do movies in whatever order we wanted. In fact, we could really rattle you all and not even cover movies from 2023. <laughs> we're still going to, don't you worry, because we're, we're curious on what direction we're taking this. But we dived in to the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries bonus releases and watched The More Love Grows. This movie, starring as leading lady Helen, was Rachel Boston, who we've seen a couple times. One of our favorite times partnered with Paul Campbell. May you be on the cruise in November of 2024. Please. That is a formal request. And starring as leading man, Paul, was Warren Christie. So you get it, Paul? It was a comeback. See, I'm telling you, there's a message I know, we felt that it all really tied together. We did. I do not believe I have ever seen Warren Christie, but like we said, we've seen Rachel Boston yes. more than yes. more than a few times. So I will read Hallmark's synopsis. They say Helen grows and reclaims her life with help from a stray dog after a separation. So we do kind of get a little bit of a spoiler in that synopsis, but we open with Helen. And and Paul. They said Paul. Ben is the one that she's is yeah. the school guy. You know what? Ben. That is actually wrong on the app. They okay, cited well, Warren Christie as Paul. No, it's that's kind of funny. Ben is well, the okay. Ben Excuse me, I have been corrected. Paul ben is, is our leading man. So Paul is the ex. <laughs> so we open with Helen well, and soon to be ex. Yeah. We open with Helen and Paul. And they are bidding adieu to their daughter, Allie, as she goes to college pre-med. Tess would be proud. And there's a couple times that he tries to bring up to Helen. Things just aren't feeling as connected. I kind of feel like we've grown apart more than together. Do you remember all the good times we had when we used to ride motorcycles together and go on all these adventures? But Helen is very invested in Allie, really still wants to be there for her, even though... Allie's obviously seeking that independence through college. Right. So Paul is recalling the times of independence before mm-hmm. Allie. And unfortunately, Helen is not in that same space. Mm-hmm. She's recalling, I miss my daughter. We right. raised our daughter. I'm all focused on my daughter. And yeah, there's a clear Rift. discrepancy of priorities where he mm-hmm. is saying, let's move on. Let's make our lives together. She's moved on. And Helen is saying... No, she's still part of our life. She right. needs us and we'll be there when she needs us. And so, yeah, there's a there's a definite difference in perspective and priority between the two of them. I would agree wholeheartedly. So much so that it comes to be known from Paul that he has a job offer in yes. Denver. As he returns from a business trip and quite rudely chooses not to come to a what I have to assume would be like a regular friend hangout. It seems like it was. So they were at a restaurant or a bar of some kind together, although it seemed like it was mostly women. So I didn't No, no, really... no. It was women with their husbands on the oh, other I, side. Okay. She I was the only one who didn't have okay. anyone, obviously, across okay. from her. Right. And so she's, of course, 
calling, he's right. in, but he's home. So when she gets home, he's there. He's made a point to say, I have been trying to have a conversation about our future, but here's where I'm at. I've got a, an offer for a promotion. It's in Denver and I'm going to take it. And I think we need a separation. So straight off the bat within yeah. probably 10 minutes, honestly, less, 10 minutes yeah. or less of the movie, we have our turbulence moment. We already yes. have the waters well above the island right. level swirling around. And that's that's typical with, for Hallmark movies and mysteries, poor, to be honest. With poor Helen yeah. having to deal with now that her husband's saying, it's just not working. It's not working for me. I'm going to go sleep in my office and then I'm going to Denver and I'm going to file for separation. Right. Which he promptly does by sending yeah. her the paperwork for official. Well, he does bring it in person. So kudos to him for that. It's not like he, you know, ditches her and never right. wants to see her again. Um, During a is... dinner that she prepares when she's wearing a very nice dress and has a very nice meal. And but he... to be fair, okay. that was an idea planted by her yes. rather uh, strict, perfectionistic mother. And who says, mother. oh, if, yes, and controlling, who says, if you give him a comfort meal, wear a nice dress, he'll change his mind. You can always work it out, even though the problem has persisted way beyond what a meal could solve. Noting that they were within two weeks of having yeah. their 20th wedding anniversary, just to throw that in. Yes. So, yes, poor Helen, we already have our turbulence. We're moving yes. on from there. And she, at this point, is alone. But not quite. Because a couple of times we've seen so a dog digging in her garden bed and fake garden <laughs> bed. I might as add. she, you know, is trying to process what happened. She's sitting on the couch in various positions. She has a rather impressive, almost like a back bend with her knees kind of. Yeah. I don't know how the heck she did that, but, you know, she must be very flexible. And she hears a banging at the door, erroneously believing that Paul is returning to do some other grievous wrongdoing to her. She opens it to find little nugget of a dog that's been digging around in her flower bed, begging for food. She gives some food, she hears him come back, and so she begrudgingly decides to let him spend the night admitting she's not a dog person and doesn't know the first thing about taking right. care of one. Exactly. Fortuitously, as mom would say. Fortuitously. <laughs> she remembers a dad who had a son that went to the same school her daughter did, who is Ben, of course, and she happened to have run into him outside of that restaurant when she was trying to figure out where her husband was, and he admits that you know, he's a vet, so... Pre-vet school. Yeah, pre-vet school. In other words, he's the first person she thinks to contact because her parents never grew up with dogs, so he's the only one she happens to know. He says, if you take the dog by the clinic, maybe we can find some kind of chip IDs so mm -hmm. we can find out who the dog's yeah. owner is. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dog is definitely making himself comfortable and she decides to name him Elmer because she says that he sticks to her side like glue, which is so which cute. Which is very cute, yes. And we have a very mom-esque moment because she's saying, you know, you, you get one night here and that's it. As she's trying to leave the house for just a little bit, she comes back. He, Elmer's made a mess of everything. Um, and she ends up taking him to the, to the vet, to Ben. 
and there's no chip inside or anything like that for them to identify. So she tries to say, I'm not a dog person. I'm just going to, you know, let the dog have its chances at the shelter, what have you. But like mom would do. As she tries to walk away, she sees the sock that Elmer had had in his mouth, mm-hmm. and she comes back and she says, never mind, I'm taking the dog home. Exactly. She will take care of him until they can find the owner. She is a illustrator, a, a technical yeah. illustrator. So technical from the perspective of, like, furniture and stuff. She yeah, like Ikea. Think how Ikea. do I sum- assemble things? So right. that's what she does. But she's a very good sketch artist, basically. Yeah. She has... Created a whole teddy bear thing for her daughter. She's yes. never written anything or illustrated anything like that, but she definitely has the skills and the talents to do it. So she's able to put something there that says, you know, lost dog, and she can post that out. Mm-hmm. So she's done what she can from that perspective. But in the right. meantime, she is going to take care of Elmer. Yes. And their bond, you know, it, it definitely builds up. She does have a couple you know, just faux pas and that she's going to the dog park. She's kind of just letting the dog run the show. And this is where she bumps into Cindy. Not our Cindy, a different Cindy, but still a Cindy nonetheless. And Cindy, you know, lets her know they're pack animals. You got to be the leader. You got to talk to them in a firm voice. And Cindy and Helen really hit it off because Cindy also went through A somewhat similar situation, except for the fact that her husband happened to run off with someone else. But she does assure Helen, you know, it gets better with time that something Ben had even told her as well as she was kind of admitting, you know, I I took the dog in because I was having a really rough night and the company was welcome. Ben has also gone through a separation and he says it gets a little easier and he's a little better with He's gone through the full divorce. Yes, He's been divorced for some period of time. They have two sons. Yes. One of which... He just sent off to college as well. And we never follow that thread. It just, and they never follow yeah, it, which just, we thought they would. We thought but t- they we'll would. We'll tie in a little bit with Allie's thread of college as we go along. Right, because absolutely. Believe it's a B-plot. Believe it or not, yeah, there is a B-plot to yeah. that, which could have been left totally unaddressed. Oh, yeah, they didn't have to do they that. They didn't have to do that. Yeah. But he also has a younger son who's still in high school. Yeah. So Who is the same actor as in the Blessing Bracelet. Right. And, and he's Rip so, in Time. And amazingly, within probably only a year or so of that one, he yeah. looks so much more mature I know. and older. He's, he's clearly growing up. Yeah, But proud to see him in another one. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad to see and that a actor. And actor. Yes, he really yes. is. He but does he didn't a great have, job. He didn't have a big part in this one. No, unfortunately not. We see him a couple times, but just not a lot. But yeah. yes, um, Helen's getting closer with Cindy. Helen's getting closer with Ben, of course, because they have to go dog shopping because she says, I I don't even know the first thing of what to get for Elmer. Right. And as she's getting close with Cindy, Cindy's really giving her some messages that she's not hearing from her mom. Her mom is saying at all costs, even if it's, you know, at the detriment of yourself, you need to save this marriage. There's no other option. You're not separating. You're not getting a divorce. That is not a choice. Whereas Cindy's messaging is... You know, if someone's willing to leave you like that, they're not worth your time. Like, they should be wanting to be with you. And if that's not the case, then why do you want to waste your time trying to get that person back? Because they're just going to leave you again. And so she has very positive and uplifting messages saying, yeah, separation is possible if that's what you want. Right. You You don't have to settle for an unhappy marriage. Right. And... You know, this leads Helen to do things like change the oil in her car, to continue to 
pour into Elmer as her dog. Things that she didn't really see a possibility and she really thinks she's outdoing herself as she changes out the throw pillows on her sofa as well. Which, to be fair, she does spend a lot of time on that sofa. So, I guess she that does. really was that's, a big step. That's a nice thing. Yeah. Gotta be comfortable. Make it your own. But, again, the mom's prerogative, it looks a little different. So, yeah. she tells... Helen, you know, your anniversary is coming up on Wednesday. I am going to take you out to dinner because you shouldn't be alone, you know, on that day because that's going to be really heavy for you. So you think this is coming from the kindness of her heart. Well, Helen knows a dinner with her mom is not going to soften the blow of that day. So she actually invites Cindy to come along. And we have an honorable mention quote because mom does say... We gotta love a Cindy. We gotta love a Cindy. I said all Cindys are welcome. We, we had our Cindy we quotes had, We had our evening. Cindy quotes all set up, but that's not the quote. That's, that's, not, not, that's the not, quote, not the title of the podcast. But so it's, not yet. it's the same idea. It is. So as Cindy is joining this dinner, the mom is not exactly vibing with her. She's grabbing the wine yeah. bottle and pouring it for herself. She is not uh, vibing because who comes to that mm -hmm. dinner, Sally? So as the dessert arrives on the plate is written happy anniversary and mom and I were both like, excuse me? Like, why would you do that? Because obviously the mom had ever requested that. Right. It's not like there, it's not like there was a pre-standing no. reservation. The mom set yes. this up. Yes. So as Paul arrives, we suddenly get the click Oh, I see. She wrote happy Mom anniversary was because... trying to bring them back together mm -hmm. again. Cindy was not welcome at all. No. And that's why the mom was very upset. But this does not set well with Helen either. Yes, because she's like, you know, I see all the pieces now. It's not cool that you tried to manipulate Paul and I like that. And the weirdest thing mm. is, you know, Paul follows... Helen takes her cake and she says, I'm taking this home and I'm leaving. And Paul follows her in the hallway and says, you know, I, I didn't know that you were going to be here truthfully. And she said, I know that. But the weird thing is, Paul, why were you so willing to go to dinner with Helen's mother after you filed for separation? On the anniversary. <laughs> On the 20th an anniversary. I'm with, like, what? With, with the, the daughter, right? Yeah, with... You're gonna meet with the mother-in-law. Yeah, it didn't it like didn't... I would never agree to that. No. The whole thing was a little funky, but this is really a key moment because this kind of leads to a really sad outcome. Because as Helen is trying to grab some ice cream for her chocolate cake, she comes back and Elmer's on the couch whimpering because he has devoured the entirety of the chocolate lava cake. Yes. Which we all know is extremely full of chocolate and which is poisonous to dogs. Correct. Especially a tiny little dog. Yes. Like Elmer. Yes. So, of course, who does she have to call? She's got to call Ben. <sighs> no other option. No other option. And Ben makes sure he makes the yes. time for her and gets Elmer in there. Mm-hmm. Says it's been a really rough night for Elmer, but he made it through. Yes. Poor because thing. obviously they did not have to go through some pleasant yeah. procedures to, to get there. To get there. But she's so grateful right. that Elmer is fine now. Yes. And she will take care of him and she will never let that happen again. Mm -hmm. So then she's ready to thank, obviously, Ben for his assistance there. Right, right. And he even offers to check in the next day mm -hmm. just to make sure everything with Elmer just is going check on, okay. Check in, check in. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because, you know, of course he comes over, he notices her Oliver Twist book and she says, 
well, do you have time to, you know, before your work shift? And he says, I have about an hour. And she pats the couch right beside her and she says, we're going to, you know, debate who the best character in the book is. And clearly this is a very bonding experience for both of them. They have similar interests. Yes, they do. They are clearly invested in each other. And compatible. Oh, yeah. In many Absolutely. ways. Yes. And... This leads to other future dates like walking their dogs, taking them to the park together, and all the while you can just see the sparks fly, the romance grow, but Helen is also holding herself back a bit because mm -hmm. you have to understand the context of her going through a separation. She's not sure what she should be feeling. She's not sure if she should be open to a relationship mm -hmm. right now, uh, and it's... It's a little sad because you can see, you know, obviously Ben has had the time and, he and distance to heal. He, he has he been divorced. He has that. had to deal yeah. with this sharing of custody of the children. Right. He's had times where he has to pick up the younger ones. So he, yes, he's had that time to adjust. In the meantime, we have that B plot developing, yes. which I think is really neat from the Hallmark side for those of us who have sent our children to college. <laughs> you know, so we have Allie who has the popular roommate who wants yes. to be at frat parties and be all about you know building those connections and having fun not about school not right. about doing well in classes more about just you know who you know and what you do and how much fun you have and Allie has gone down the path of saying well, okay I'll try it and she has she has during this time that we see this evolution of everything with Helen we have the evolution, the devolution, let, let's yeah. say, of Allie, where she has finally gone to a, I don't know if it was a bio class or what it was, but she's, uh, yeah, the she's in one of the Ochem, Ochem very critical classes, yeah. and she has gotten a D plus, minus. a D minus, D minus on, on an exam. She has a scholarship. She's mm -hmm. pre-med. This is She not has working. to maintain a B plus to this stay in the program. This is not working. The professor's very good about there is no extra credit. There is no way to make it right. up. You've got a certain amount of exams left, or you just change your major. Right. You take the choice. If you're not serious about this, this is your career. This is your life. Right. You're in college now. You're not you, in high You don't school. get hand-holding anymore. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. Basically is where this professor is at, which is a really kind of cool sideline yeah. of life. Right. right? Life of the 43-year-old mm -hmm. mother, life of the 18-year-old daughter. Right. And very realistic. Yeah, I would agree. But as we return to Helen, if you think you have a land sighting, you would be correct because Ooh. we have reached our island or grounding moment because there's a knock at the door and Helen is surprised to open it to a sobbing mom <laughs> who is saying, I'm the worst mom ever. You know, I, I really messed up. I'm so horrible. And the whole time that the mom is sobbing, we notice that Elmer is not doing well. He's no. whimpering. He's cowering. And it's clear from what Helen says that he's just not a fan of conflict. conflict. Yes. Mom really related to Elmer on this one. I do. I absolutely do. I'd be whimpering and cowering as well. <laughs> so as they're talking it through, because... Alas, even though conflict's not fun, I will say it is one of the best ways to grow in a relationship. The mom says that she, 
you know, was surprised to hear Helen say in the restaurant that Helen feels she doesn't support her. And, you know, as an audience member, you're watching it like, yeah, it's because you're harsh. You're saying, you know, if you don't keep your marriage, basically you're a failure. And all these really, you know, not recognizing the strides that Helen's been making. Because Cindy, even right. during the dinner, says, you know, you should be really proud of your daughter. This separation is not getting in the way of her seeking independence, her learning new skills. Standing her, on her own feet. Yeah. Like, her, her thriving, essentially. Right. And the mom just is kind of, you know, eh, eh, eh. Well, she, she's not going to get a separation. So, that right. there's that. And... During this talk, we really get to see the disruption of that very negative cycle that clearly that family was stuck in. So the the daughter says, you know, very compassionately, Mom, I'm going to tell you the reason why I feel you don't support me. It's because you see me doing my absolute best and it's not yielding the results you want and you're not accepting that that's my best. And the mom does kind of take a moment to absorb that statement. And she recognizes, you know, I could see where I'm not making you feel that way, but you are my everything. Like you are, I want to see you succeed and I want to see you thrive. And you can tell that Helen has not heard this a lot because she says, thank you so much for saying that. So you can tell she didn't even know that's yeah. where her mother's true intentions were because to her it just came across as you're controlling, you're overbearing, you don't really care about me succeeding, right. you just tie your, your own success into me. Right. And the mom admits, you know, I probably should have told you, but your father and I went through a period of separation as well. That's why we spent a summer at grandma and grandpa's um and i just never told you because i thought you know i'm the adult i have to fix things behind closed doors you can't know what's going on right. and for helen this was very eye-opening because she uh realizes you know although it could probably have been nice to know what was going on truthfully uh helen breaks that cycle by saying and you know what you were doing the best you possibly could in that moment as well so again instead of having these perfectionistic standards she's tearing that down and saying no we can meet ourselves where we're at each step of the way and not expect more than what we're able to give we each gave the best we could yeah. give and let's and it was a really touching moment that, i loved that, yeah. i was loved a good grounding that, that was a very good grounding moment helen had made a lot of posters trying to find the owners of elmer and she does get a phone call, you know, after after a couple of those puppy dates with, with Ben that we've talked about. Yes. Uh, she does get a phone call that says, it's hey, we're the owners of the dog. We saw your poster and we'd really like to come collect him. So Helen agrees the next day to drive him out there. Um, but in the meantime, she's going to go on one last little outing with Ben. Right. Because he comes over and sees all these drawings that she's done of Elmer and she's realizing, you know, I think I need more adventure content to because really like. Because her whole thing was, yeah, I can actually create I a can. story around. Yeah. So she has the, the picture she's drawn with kind of the verbiage around what Elmer's thinking right, at the right. time. So she has the beginning of a story plot. She has. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really, actually, it looks really cute. Really very cute. Yeah. So yeah, so she needs a couple more adventures. Right, so they decide to go rock climb, climbing because she said it's something that Allie always loves to do, but she's afraid of heights, so she's never really done it. And Ben is incredibly supportive. He's like, you know, 
no yeah. matter what, you don't have and to. Incredibly buff, we might say. That was our that was our comment. I was like, okay, the from the back uh, with the t-shirt, it looked like he was a bodybuilder almost. So yeah, that was our comment on Ben. FYI. FYI. Just in case you want to know. If you have watched The More Love Grows. If you, if you noticed, I, I have now discovered the question and answer section in our podcast. So okay. if you were listening on Spotify, you would have seen in a safari romance, do you think there were green screens? Yes or no? So our question this week will have to be about if we think Ben is, is a bodybuilder or not. Well, he's lifts weights. That's where I'm at, somehow, some way. I think mom was he's a got the tri- He's got the triangle there. He, he does. Not close to Captain America. Oh. But okay. But okay. But okay. I mean, that's, okay. that's pretty good. Okay, we're um, climbing yeah. the wall. We're climbing, we're climbing the wall. The wall. <laughs> she, but I, I really appreciated how he told her, you know, there's no pressure to get to the top. No. Like, you don't have to set this unrealistic expectation. The fact you're trying. And she even says, even if I don't reach the top, I'm, I'm being going. brave today. Yeah, I am. Like, that, that is a step I took. Yep. Again, just like that Cassieism from last week, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be a step. And that's mm-hmm. that's Helen's Ooh, motto throughout this. back from that Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They get a little cool afterwards which is super cute and as they are sitting at the table we have a little bit of a daunting moment because she mentions you know I love spending time with you and I really appreciate that you're my friend and the friend 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 is just echoing there and you can tell he's like because wait a minute (laughs) yeah so Ben even says, I'd like to kind of be yeah. more than friends. Because we have had a few romantic moments that, especially mom was swooning for. Like, you know, she mentioned she's always wanted to go to Paris. He puts on a little French song. They, they dance start... to the music. <laughs> you know, it's wonderful. But she does have to say and put her perspective to yeah. Ben to say, I'm... I Just have, not ready. Yeah. I have my court date tomorrow. Right. Like, I don't um, think I can be available to right. this right now. Right. And she does say, you know, I'm interested. I just don't think the timing's right. Right. Exactly. Which he can respect. He And he does. He absolutely does. Yes. He is so respectful of her. But, you know, it is awkward as they're leaving each other because it's one of those moments of, like, mm-hmm. he goes in for the hug. She's like, nope, we're not going there. And... And, you know, see you later, right. kind of scramble after this awkward interaction. Mm. Unfortunately, Helen does have to bring Elmer to his rightful owners. I think when she shows up with the dog, I think he calls him Wade or something like that. Obviously, the dog had a whole different name. And you can tell, I mean, the dog is very attached to Helen. He is not wanting to leave her side. No. And they admit, you know, we've got a very busy household. We've got four really rambunctious kiddos full of energy running around. And and this really isn't our dog. It was um, her uncle's dog mm -hmm, who had recently died. So obviously they took the dog that way. It wouldn't end up in a shelter. Clearly when the kids come running out and screaming, Elmer goes flat down on his belly. He's not having it. He has had it. And you know, it makes sense because when you hear, you know, my uncle died and I had to take the dog, that signifies that the uncle was living alone. So this dog probably had a very casual, not, easy, you know, not not much going on life. Not dealing with young yeah, children. Correct. Running around and screaming and, yes. So And we get a surprise twist. We do because actually we were both, Sally and I, kind of like, oh no. Oh right, no, like well, we don't want the worst for this dog. But Helen steps up yeah. and speaks for herself she as does. she has been doing. Yes. Through these 
steps in progress as she's made and said, Absolutely you know agree. what? Why don't I just keep Elmer? I think that's yeah. probably best. And is that best for you if right. I keep Elmer? And the woman who is the right. who had the uncle passed away says, you know what? That would be good. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. And and they so recognize clearly, like he's attached to her. Yes. There's there's been a good healthy relationship there. So, so she now has Elmer as her and own, which is we really have sweet. reached the quote of our podcast because as Elmer is returned to Helen, I think I said she owns him now and mom says the perfect quote of actually I own you. Correct. Because we all know, <laughs> we as all we do know. with our Nala's of the world, it's about the dog owning you. At least that's their full perspective. West, West, West. Whereas if it was a cat, they just wouldn't even care that you existed because, you know, a cat's a cat. But this is well, a we dog. we saw our cat last week. So this so is a dog. So the dog is, I yes. own you. Yes. Correct. So it was a brief, it was beautiful perfect. quote. It was yes. perfect. We now have Helen... Very happy yes. with Elmer. However, we have to have our sweet Magnolia's moment <laughs> as we enter the courtroom for the settlement case. <laughs> yes. But unlike the sweet Mag, well, no, like the sweet Magnolia's moment, we get quite a twist. We certainly do because as they're sitting there ready to divide up assets mm -hmm. as part of what would not be a separation but a divorce, then yes, we have. Our wonderful Paul, who says in front of the lawyers, you know what? No, I really want to stay married to you. I, want, I think we right. both need to stay in the house together and just work this out. Right. Whereas Helen says, Paul, in the hallway yeah. now, bud, <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, because I can't even imagine hearing this bombshell drop during a so basically divorce it, hearing. It, this was close to the turbulence ones, but the earlier one when he dropped the bomb. Oh yeah, that was separating the before two weeks before their twentieth anniversary was more turbulence. But this is still this is still by high waters, which is basically Paul saying, "Well, I kind of see how you're changing and you're more right. confident. And it just seems like." Well, maybe just gives us another chance to work things out. You know, mm -hmm. it looks like we have more in common. And 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 Helen is very good on yes. saying, I'm not going backwards. Mm -hmm. I love I'm not that. going backwards. Yeah. I've already moved on. Right. I had to move on. Yeah. I'm confident and comfortable mm -hmm. with moving on and who I am and what I do. Yeah. I am not going back, Paul. And more importantly, she recognizes what this move was to Paul, which I think... Obviously, we don't get to know a ton about Paul we because he's actually, barely in the movie, yeah, actually, which makes sense. I mean, yeah. he's he separated her in the first 10 minutes, right. but she says, Paul, I think you really do want this job, and I think you're almost creating like a self-sabotaging obstacle moment where it's like, oh, well, actually, I chose to stay behind to make this relationship work. And right. she's like, you need to go. You need to take this promotion. You need to do what makes you happy, you just like I'm doing what makes me happy. Right. And she acknowledges, you know, you're a wonderful dad to Allie. And whether or not we're together, you're still going to be a wonderful dad to Allie. This doesn't change anything. So they have a very sweet hug. Because all throughout this, I mean, Paul's resounding message is, I, I you know, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I would love for us to stay friends. Or at least stay amicable. Yes. He does want to stay friends. And yes. he does want to be a co-parent. Yes, Allie. yes. He's really to the not trying that she to... is, but obviously she's in college and that's right. a whole different parenting aspect. Yes, yes. Totally agree. 
And one of the things that they agree upon as they're going through the proceedings, now that he's not gonna try to throw that wrench in the works, is they need to tell Allie as soon as they get back because everything is And settled. soon is sooner than we think. Correct. Because what happens is Allie comes back home. We see a preview of the possibility that she was changing her major. We don't know that she yeah. did, but we kind of see her looking at the screen. The, the form to the fill The form out. where she could act, actually do that. We know she's discontent then with what she's done and not right. happy with what she's, how her performance has been so far in college. <laughs> Correct. She comes home. She's at home. When they had returned. And the she, paperwork yeah. of Helen's side and Paul's side yeah. of assets. Correct. And her parents coming in saying, when are we going to tell Allie? And Allie says, tell me. Right. What? Because she is there. Yes, and this, of course, does lead to an altercation because they admit, you know, we are officially separated. separated. And this is a shock to hear yes. to Allie. There's yes. a little bit of yelling. Uh, Paul Anka, a.k.a. Elmer, <laughs> for all our Gilmore Girl watchers out there, is not doing well. He's really upset. And, you know, Helen's trying to navigate both sides. She's saying, Elmer, it's okay. Like, not now. We need to deal with this first. But Allie, in a moment, the front door with it wide open, and so does Elmer. Correct. And so now we have the very tense time in the movie where Elmer's gone. I literally could not imagine that feeling as a pet owner of being like, where did my pet just go? And they can't find him. And it's evening, and she's calling Ben to come help to find him. Obviously, actually... Paul is looking to the best he can. Oh, yeah. Allie is out looking for him With as the well. grandma. With the grandma. Helen's mom. And, of course, Helen is devastated because yeah. she knows that Elmer ran because it was just too much mm-hmm. stress drama. and yelling and drama. But we have the heartbreaking moment because, you know, Ben does... Set aside some time and say, hey, you know, we never have really talked since that kind of awkward moment. And she says, yeah, it's just too much for me right now. Too much is going on. And she admits that she thinks she's going to find Elmer a different home. And of course, he's shocked to hear this. He's like, you've been wonderful to him. Why would you find him a different home? And she says, I can't give him a home that he runs away from. And, you know, it's one of those things where you can tell she's projecting Paul's choices conflating it with the dog making the same choice and the pressures from her mother Mm -hmm. on still those back pressures of perfectionism and the perfect marriage yes so she returns home and is shocked to find elmer just waiting there at the door at the front door (laughs) for her yes and so of course everyone comes over you know is relieved to see that elmer is safe and Helen and her mom have one last final moment because Helen tells her mom, you know, I-, I think you had better take Elmer because she had learned that her mom actually all along was very much a dog person. Right. But her mom had wanted to put on a united front. So since the dad was not, she pretended she was not as well. Right. For all of us who are dog lovers, I don't know how she did that. I'd say nosy wosy. We've got nosy wosy pumpkin gushkabosy. <laughs> so that's what I sway. Exactly. And you have just heard Nala's speech as you've had clips of it throughout the seasons. And the mom says, Helen, no, I'm not taking this dog. You are a great person. You have been a great dog owner. 
And not everyone is Paul. Not everyone's gonna run away from you. Not everyone thinks that a relationship with you is not worth it. So you're gonna keep Elmer. And if you think a relationship is worth pursuing with Ben, I would suggest that you do so. And she leaves to let Helen have a moment with Allie. So when Helen having a moment with Allie, we have to come to our son or our brilliance moment because this is the point. And I don't know who the actress was for the daughter. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't familiar with her. But I will say she was phenomenal. She was. Because she was so genuine to her mother to Mm -hmm. say, I have messed up. Yeah. I have put my future on the line to Mm -hmm. just try to fit in. Right. To be popular. Yeah. And I'm not happy with myself, and I'm not happy with what I can do, and I now have no choice. I have to change my major. This is just terrible. And Helen's very clear in a very loving moment with her daughter to say, you need to do what it takes Mm -hmm. to get where you want to be. Right. And most importantly, she's continuing to disrupt the cycle because she, because, you know, Allie's saying, I I wanted to do well to make you proud. And, And Helen goes, no. You make me proud just being who you are. Right. You don't need to do anything on top right. of that. So right. again, she's disrupting that perfectionistic cycle, but she is acknowledging, you know, Ali, you do have goals and you do have to work towards right. those goals. So to me, that was the sun or the brilliance moment, which is right. where they actually have this very reconciling moment between mm-hmm. the mother and the daughter because, and, and the amount, again, for me, the amount of maturity that, that Allie showed to her yes. mother to just say, you know what? here's how my freshman year has gone so far and I'm not happy with myself mom and her mom being so accepting and so affirming Mm -hmm. and so strengthening to Allie to say but you still can do what you want to do yeah you know it's going to take a lot but you can do that Mm -hmm. so that was my that was my brilliant moment and we do have the name drop of the title because Helen does say, you know, just like my mom always says, the more you tend to it, the more love grows. So we have our the more yes. love grows and, title. And, you know, Helen gets to interject her own realizations in here because she, you know, says just because we tend to it, love doesn't always grow the way we think it will. You know, it's that idea of you're either in a relationship growing apart or you're growing together. So she's saying, you know, I, I did tend to my marriage, but obviously that was not a relationship that was meant to work out because we grew distant and we grew apart. Yeah. And of course she's saying with Allie, you know, same idea applies. If you want something to happen, you gotta yep. tend to it. Yep. So now we do have our moment because Allie's in a much better place now. Helen's in a better place, accepting that Elmer is going to be her little pupper whopper from now on. And even Helen and her mom have really repaired their relationship. Paul is off to Denver, presumably for his job. And Helen's mom is now willing to go to Cindy's concert. Which I would love for our Cindy to have a concert. I'm just going to put it out there. So they do attend Cindy's concert together, which is actually just a really sweet moment because the mom is just letting herself have fun. I mean, you know this cannot be her style of music. It's very edgy, not exactly screamo, not, not what I listen to, you know, of Mice and Men, but edgy and it's really really cute because Cindy does say you know I have one last song that's dedicated by a very special man to a woman who's really changed his life and would like to stand beside her 
if she will accept it. And mom and I got our moment. We did. Because I get knocked down and I get up again. Nothing's ever going to keep me down. Yeah, so we don't know why we know that song. We know it. Brad, and tell us. <laughs> Sally looked it up. It's Chuba Wubba, Chuba Wubba. I don't know how to say uh, it. Chuba Wamba. I don't know. I didn't look it up. <laughs> tub, so I did. tub something. But we, yeah, we definitely tub know the thumping. Song. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's a song. We we know <laughs> it, and it was and it from the very beginning of the movie. This is yes. a song that Ben was singing yes. when. Helen first met him. That, that's the song. Oh, it was released in 1997. Mm-hmm. Who knew? We're, I'm being like, oh my gosh, I'm a Matt. Oh, I could only yeah, be, you are a Matt. I could only be so... <laughs> but... My vision can only go so far to be like a Matt. She sees a possibility. Ben through that, the crowd. And, yes. you know, they. she says, I'm still not feeling super ready, but if you're willing to take this slow, I say we give it a shot. So slow that we had no, no smooch meter. meter. Not even between her and, and Paul. We can't even give a smooch well, yeah, meter there. We're separating. <laughs> she and Ben, no. no. She was so slow, there was no smooch. It's because she's kissed Paul Campbell and now she won't kiss anyone else. That's true. P Money took it P. all. P Money. P Money always takes P. it all. P Money takes it all <laughs> to the top. The pee money takes it all. <laughs> the losers have to fall. There we go. Great song. Anyway. But yes. Um. So this is really where we close out our movie. They, we have the best scene where Nana lost her mind because I they, think I might have gotten on the ground. Yeah, yeah. You'll see. You'll see it on the ground. I think. But I, they're all walking their dogs. You know, holding hands. It's a very cute moment. But Nana said, "Don't look at any other dogs." It to the woo. She did. Max. She woo wooed it. But now we have to really touch on those remaining elements. Yes, we do. So we have fashion, hair, makeup. Let's look at fashion hair and yep. makeup. Fashion hair and makeup. Oh my gosh. I just. I, I don't think I Rachel love, can ever. I just. Yeah, she's Not Rachel. look stunning. She's Rachel. <laughs> and her just, facial expressions. I mean, you know, you know you get mom hair. Yeah. Especially stunning. even at the concert at the end. Oh yeah. So cute. So cute. Absolutely adorable. Um, Her mom. Classic. Uh, Classic Hallmark mom. No, we've got the, you know, we've got very professional. Ben formal. did yeah. great for his oh, yeah. his character. Allie was cute. Cindy she had great. Oh my gosh. Oh, Cindy <laughs> brought the style. She brought it. I love. She Cindy. was all about an independent look. Yeah. Which you know what? If that's yeah. your look, own it. Yeah. So I love that setting. Part. We actually got a lot Question of fall. Mark? We got a lot of yeah. fall. We got some fall leaves coming in. We've got. Maybe we should it save this preview. for next week. Yeah. No, we no, a couple of weeks from now. We still have our summer. We still have our Yeah, summer. yeah. 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 So but cute. I would cute. say like very cute. We already said, said no smooch meter whatsoever. Yeah, no smooch meter. No chemistry ha- of our couple. Chemistry of couple. Um a very cute and slow yeah. growth and acceptance and getting to know each other. I would totally agree. Actually, I loved it personally. Yeah. Because it, you could you could literally feel Helen's struggle of like, how can I be falling for this guy when I'm just now exiting a almost 20 year relationship? And yeah. and you can tell she's with like, I don't a, want to. I don't want to have this happen. Having a daughter who's right. going off to college. Right. Like you like, can tell in her mind so she's like, I, I can't be doing this right now. But yeah. but the the chemistry and the. Yeah. Romantic attraction is undeniable, and that's why mm-hmm. she just gets, you know... And it, there's dogs. Well, 
that's why we watched it, folks. That is why we picked it. It wasn't the more love grows. It was the more dogs. <laughs> yeah. That love, love grows. grows. Yes, because that's all that matters. Yes. As Nala has taught us very well. Huh. Well, let's go ahead and slip and slide into our final segment, which is tropical tallies. During this time, we like to give our counts, of course. I know you all are dying to hear. And we also give our woo-woo rating, which is based off our gorgeous golden retriever, Miss Nala Mama. You'll see a lot of her woo-woos at the TV um, on the Instagram. So please check it out. Give her all the hearts. She loves it. Let's start with counts. Mom, what counts did you have this week? I had the beverage count. So I have oh, adult, cold, and warm. Okay. For adult, I have two for Helen, zero for Ben. Yeah. For cold, zero for Helen, one for Ben. I think it was a oh, water yeah. or uh, something. Lemonade, yeah, yeah or water yeah, or yeah. something like that. For warm, I have five. Oh wow! For Helen and two. For Seven ben. total, Seven amazing. Total. Not bad. So the warm wins it. Yep. On this definitely, on this movie. definitely. And you, Sally, had which counts? Then? I had a I had necklaces, jackets, shoes, and purses. Oh, and boy. let me tell you, you're about to be a little astounded. Blow me away. Go necklaces. Ahead. Nine. Highest count I've ever had for Especially necklaces. mostly it's one, two, maybe three. Right. Maybe yeah. three. We've never really seen three's like, been our max. Yeah, three. Jackets, we had eight for her, seven for him for a total of fifteen. He had seven jackets. He had seven jackets. I, I did include his vet lab coat. So I will okay. say that. But fair you enough, know fair enough. I wanted to count it. Okay. Shoes, we had nine for her. Woo! <laughs> three for him for a total of eleven. Wow. And purses, surprisingly, only one. No, she I, really, she only had that purse for that dinner with I wasn't surprised because, yeah, there wasn't a whole I lot. I meant surprisingly in the context of, like, you know, normally when they're at home, they have a lot of different purses. Right. But she did not. She only had the one. True. She wasn't traveling. Mm -hmm. This was her home turf. Correct. Exactly. So those are our counts for this week. Um, of course, as we're kind of wrapping up the season, getting into the new season, you might see those other fun counts start to come to light as well. But we must enter our woo-woo rating. This, like I said, is based off Nala Mama. She's our inspiration for this podcast. She woo-woos to express herself, so we'll woo-woo to express ourselves on a one-to-five scale. One being the worst Hallmark movie we've ever seen, five being the best Hallmark movie we've ever seen. Would you like me to start, or would you like to start this week? Go ahead. You can go oh, ahead. Okay. Take it. So, after watching The More Love Grows... I had no choice but to give this a five woo-woo rate. You would. I knew this was coming. <laughs> First of all. Okay, go. Yep. Hilarious song tie-in. We normally have are very corny, cheesy moments where some character is singing a song oblivious to the other character, and there's a conversation about it. Obviously, this happened with our tub-thumping song. <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. And, yes. okay. you know, it was cringy when it happened. It's like, yeah. come on. But the fact that they tied that song in in the cutest way to be the start of their relationship, okay, okay, you got me there. Like, you know what I mean? Nick knows what We you don't mean. get that a lot. Nick's got that. Yeah. Positive and uplifting messages throughout the entire movie. Okay. Even the friends who kind of betrayed her a little bit, 
you know, came back into her life, admitted we really should have been there for you. We shouldn't have been like, oh, you know, we don't want to get in the middle of it. Like, you're there to support your friend. Come yeah. on. Like, you don't even have yeah. to trash talk him. Just yeah. be there for her. Right. So I love that part of how, you know, she even says to her friends, like, you know, without you, I've still been able to keep myself afloat. And, and that's really what I yeah. felt like was a really uplifting message about this movie because I think... You know, I personally have not gone through a separation or a divorce, but I think a lot of people who might have had those experiences would have really resonated with Helen as a character because, you know, we are able to push past these really devastating life experiences. No, it's not easy in the moment, but when we look at the progress we've made, I think we all are a little astounded by ourselves when we get through tough times like that. So to me, that really stood out. Obviously, the newfound friendship with Cindy, having that, you know, really positive role model in your life to be like no you don't have to let this lay you flat you don't have to save your marriage if you don't want to i loved that so much loved all of our side characters the mom we recognized from once upon a time as well as other hallmark movies cindy we recognized from the mom in make me a match most recently she's been in a couple others too sally recognized i wow <laughs> this was so much of a different it was a very different look, look for her and yes yeah she was yeah. in harvest moon was where i first saw her love harvest moon so anytime i see that actress i'm i'm there um obviously we had our guy from blessing bracelet so just just the cast as a whole i'm like no this was a really good casting moment it was five because i mean dogs I mean dogs. West. Lots of shots of dogs. Lots West. of dogs, dogs, dogs being dogs, dogs, Lots dogs. of dogs. You've got me. And really adorable main characters. I, I really liked the chemistry. I thought, you know, Rachel just can do no wrong in my eyes. Wouldn't be mad if Rachel Boston was on the 2024 Hallmark cruise. Calling it out, Hallmark. <laughs> Bring her on. I want Rachel and Paul Campbell together. <laughs> together. Forever. We don't even care if Lacey's there. Come on. We'll uh, just, I know. care if Lacey's there personally. Yeah, I don't think she'll be able to be there because filming and stuff. Oh, she's Christmas. a busy woman. She is, she is, she is. But mom, what did you rate this movie? So Sally, I give The More Love Grows... A 4.5. Ah, devastating. I, I withhold my five. I, I can't, I just can't. Part of it, for the dogs. I I love the dogs. (laughs) Part of it is to me, I do not know how anybody after almost 20 years of marriage, could take it as quickly and easily as she did and move on and bounce up. That's just me. That's, after 25 years of marriage, well, actually 27 at this point, I just don't see it. But I really, here's what I, I I really loved the maturity of the topics. I love the reality of the daughter going to college Mm -hmm. and her experience. Yeah. That whole B-plot part, as Sally loves to say, (laughs) B-plot, was fantastic to me because, yes, this is what you come up against. It wasn't painting it as a picture-perfect, everything was wonderful, she went pre-med, she did just great. It pictured it as, yes, you've got other pressures and expectations and stressors on you that make you have to consider what choices you make and why you make them. And the fact that the relationship between Helen and her daughter, Allie, 
was so close. I loved that. From the perspective of the mom and Helen, I think that was a very, again, realistic and healthy way of looking at the fact that, yes, yeah. her mother was a different person, a different personality type, a different focus on life, and yeah. was having, was not able to communicate as other than the mother to her daughter. She was not able to bridge just that reality of what's life and mm -hmm. what do I expect and who am I and who are you and how do we, you know, how do we then mesh together? Because instead she wanted to kind of keep that distance of I'm the mom, I have to protect you, I have to keep everything from you, you know, and she continued to do that. Obviously, Helen was 43 years old. Right. So for 43 years, her mother yeah. kind of treated her this way. Yeah. Instead of, <laughs> Which is a little Instead of getting to a part of, I'm not saying be friends, friends, but I mean, right. instead of just kind of being... An adult relationship. An adult yeah. relationship. Yeah. Instead, like, you know, right. obviously you're not so, the parent of your 43-year-old no. grown independent adult. <laughs> and you hadn't been for a long time right. because you've been married for almost 20 right. years. So correct. I think there was just a whole lot, I thought, in that relationship. Yeah. Again, hallmark for bringing that in. Yeah, Fantastic. no, that was that was really great. Fantastic. I love the dogs. We got, yes. got love and the dogs. I, I hear you, but I'm trying to see if I can sway you to the five. Just okay, like go how ahead, try. you know, a couple weeks. You try. You, you say and, and you... I don't. I don't see how she could bounce back so quickly. Yes. But I return to the main song of the movie. I get knocked down, but <laughs> I get up, up again. again. Nothing's ever gonna bring me down. Okay, but. <laughs> And to be fair, like but, I point, like I pointed out in our side conversation that wasn't a part of this podcast. I think what did make the separation a little easier for her is that you know, unlike some of the Hallmark exes that we have seen in previous movies, he was not being belligerent. He was not being, well, I'm gonna tear you down and take all your money. He was actually trying to make this as peaceable as anything could possibly go. But, yeah, okay. D didn't sway you to the five. Thought we could maybe have the same moment as a couple weeks ago. With Sydney, not going to sway. Not going to sway you to the five. <laughs> I, I, think, I think one of the things that I kind of hold back on was there was not a lot of development on Ben. Yeah. So we don't I don't know. think Ben needed so to we be got, developed. I do. Because I think, I I think, think he did. grew... I, do. I think he grew post-separation and we didn't get to see that because that's not when Helen met I him. I know and I didn't that, I'm well, taking it off man that's like not you, it's you not know. a requirement of a homework movie it to have is. both characters. No because sometimes for me to me what stood out is literally when we almost thought that um Ben no Paul was gonna sway her because she says keep talking because he says I wonder what the relationship would have looked like if instead of being restless I was your anchor and she says Go on. And I think that that's a standout moment because that's what Ben was. He wasn't restless. He wasn't developing. He wasn't in a period of change. He was stable. And that was what appealed to her because finally she had found someone who would be that anchor to her. Hmm. You can take it. Mic drop. 4.5. Done. <laughs> well, we do have to give our shout out. So shout out to Tessa. We love you. We love you. Shout out to... Our husbands. Who aren't separating from us. No. To Watch, Mark that's going to be cursed. To Mark and to Nick, thank you for supporting for us and our podcast. <laughs> and Nala. Yeah, always it's Nala. Most importantly. Shout out to our silent co-hosts, Colleen, Colleen and... Colleen build a -Bear. And, and Lottie. And Lottie. Axolotl. Axolotl. Axolotl, okay. Yeah. Named after the Mexican god of death. Said oh. to have escaped an execution by turning into an axolotl. 
Fun oh, fact. there's something about that. My coworker and I are convinced that we might be axolotls because apparently their care, you can't change anything in their environment because they get stressed out easily. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> shout out that to- That might have worried me a little bit, but okay, folks, <laughs> let's move on to shout outs. To... Shout out to our beverage providers for the evening. You're going to have to shout out yours. I don't know so what you're drinking. Mine, mine was still the 19 Crime Chardonnay. Oh, okay. And Sally's was the Smirnoff. Smirnoff Ice. Red, white, and berry. It's one of Nick and my favorite versions of Smirnoff. Obviously, comes out only in the summer. So and I in a glass. To, yeah, I my needed golly. to enjoy we had the bottle. We had the bottle. a uh, one final summer drink since I will be leaping into fall as of the recording of our next episode. Wait, we leap into fall in the next one? I will. October is fall. No. It won't be in October. No, September first yes. is fall. What? You know this. September first is not the beginning of fall. September 21st, I think. Okay, second poll that's going in this episode. Do you celebrate fall starting September 1st or September 23rd? 23rd. That's the answer. (laughs) That's the beginning of fall. And also, shout out to all of you lovely listeners, both loyal and new. We appreciate you coming back to hear our debates, to hear our Hallmark chitter-chatter each week. We hope that you've been enjoying Season 7. I will kind of give a little sneak. Season 8 cover art is complete. Of course, you will have to wait for that one-week hiatus in order to see it for yourself. But do get excited because it turned out pretty good. Next week, we should be returning to our regularly programmed Summer Nights. And just to, again, you know, I'm in the mood to give some teasers. So we will be coming up on an episode very soon to close out this season where we will have a new guest. I know it's been a while since we've had a new guest. An so. extremely important guest. Yes. Someone who is say. very knowledgeable. More than us, I'm sure by far. <laughs> <laughs> so this person will bring it. Yes. So please get excited. Make sure to be drinking your beverage of choice, whether you're still celebrating summer or starting to celebrate fall. Exactly. And until... Spice Latte is open at Starbucks now. Yes, it is. Enjoy. And I have been introduced to the Pumpkin Spice Chai Latte, which I think is actually arguably better than the Pumpkin Spice Latte. Wow. I know. Let us know. Revolutionary. Post on the gram. (laughs) But until next week. Cheers! Cheers!